Hi, Gerald MD here, also known as Dr. Bones of the survival website doomandbloom.net, co-author of the greatly expanded fourth edition of the Survival Medicine Handbook. As we enter the winter season, outbreaks of infections like flu, COVID, and respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV, become a concern. In California, all three have come together to make the state a possible site for a triple epidemic, or tridemic. Some areas are experiencing an earlier flurry of flu cases than usual, and others a rebound of COVID-19, which may become a regular seasonal event. RSV is another contagious virus emerging in a number of outbreaks throughout the state, and now the country. While many have personal experience with the flu or with COVID, respiratory syncytial virus is less well known to the general public. This is strange for a virus so contagious that almost all children get the infection by age 2. It usually presents as a mild cold, although it can be life-threatening to the very young and the elderly. This year it's severe enough to have parents worried, and it should. RSV is the second leading cause of death during the first year of life after malaria. RSV isn't just a children's virus, it can affect adults as well, and those over 65 can develop pneumonias requiring hospitalization. Orange County has recently declared a health emergency due to a surge in cases. Los Angeles County studies of phlegm and mucus are testing positive for RSV about 20% of the time. This is a 5-year high, up from 6-7% a year ago, and 1% the 3 years previous to that. Almost 10% of LA County ER visits among children younger than 5 are associated with RSV. Severe cases have led to pediatric hospital beds in some areas being overwhelmed. Like a cold virus, respiratory syncytial virus affects your nose, eyes, throat, and possibly your lungs. It spreads, like many airborne viruses, when your nose, mouth, and eyes are exposed to a cough or sneeze from an infected person. Other ways to get RSV include direct contact such as kissing the face of an infected child or touching a surface contaminated with the virus. RSV symptoms usually begin four to six days after infection and include nasal congestion, coughing or sneezing, sore throat, earache, fever, and muscle aches. Infants may be difficult to diagnose, but you'll notice a lack of energy and a poor appetite. In severe cases, wheezing may be a symptom. Indeed, RSV is the most common cause of pneumonia in kids under the age of one. There are various strains of RSV, making it unlikely you're going to become immune to it. Some people even get it more than once in the same year. Can you tell RSV from COVID or the flu? Well, the flu has a shorter incubation period, so if you get sick the day or so after a big family gathering, it's most likely a flu. COVID and RSV take longer to develop, as much as two weeks in some cases. COVID is more likely to be associated with the loss of sense of smell or taste. Otherwise, it's pretty similar to the flu or RSV. RSV is, as I mentioned, more commonly a serious illness in the very young. COVID and influenza are more likely to be perilous in those over 65. If you're a young, healthy adult, well, honestly, you probably don't have much to worry about with regards to any of these infections. 92% of COVID deaths occur in the elderly, while most hospitalizations due to RSV occur in those who were born premature, are younger than 5, or have some defect in their immune system. Like many viruses, there is no cure, vaccine, or even a specific treatment for RSV. Medicines like Paxlovid for COVID and Tamiflu for influenza aren't effective against it. The caregiver, therefore, should perform measures that relieve the symptoms, meds like pseudoephedrine for runny nose, for example. Fortunately, most infections with respiratory syncytial virus go away on their own after one to two weeks. One basic way to help is to encourage good hydration. Those who become dehydrated easily, like the very young or the elderly, will have the worst outcomes. 
Manage fever and muscle aches with medicines like acetaminophen or ibuprofen. But avoid giving aspirin to children or anyone under 20, by the way, due to the risk of a rare but serious disease known as Ray's syndrome. Symptoms of respiratory syncytial virus that should raise the level of concern include shortness of breath, chest or stomach pain, vomiting, or dehydration. In normal times, these patients may require oxygen, IV hydration, and advanced hospital care. It's as hard to keep from catching an RSV infection as it is to avoid a cold. Follow a strategy known as respiratory hygiene. This can lower the risk. Cover your mouth and nose when you're coughing or sneezing. Have tissues or other barriers to droplet spread available at all times. If none is available, cough or sneeze into your elbow or upper arm. Keep no-touch trash containers available for safe disposal of tissues and other materials. Wash your hands or use a hand sanitizer whenever you touch your mouth or nose. Provide materials for hand washing in areas where infected persons may be housed. Have sick patients wear masks and avoid close contact with healthy individuals. And keep infected persons away from high traffic areas in the home. This is all good advice for any outbreak of respiratory infection, including RSV, flu, or COVID. Hopefully RSV cases will peak soon. Even so, close observation of your children and elderly relatives is important to prevent severe cases from leading to bad outcomes. Practice good respiratory hygiene and you'll stand a better chance of keeping it together even when everything else falls apart. This is Joe Alton, MD, that old Dr. Bones, wishing you the best of health in good times or bad. Thanks for watching. Hey, learn more about respiratory infections and 200 other off-grid medical topics in the award-winning fourth edition of the Survival Medicine Handbook. And get your family medically prepared with quality kits and individual supplies from our entire line at store.doomandbloom.net. You'll be glad you did.